Hello, listener. It's Kerry and Lortz here from Tiny Giant. We are at Tiny Giant Jams number 28. And today we are interviewing, or Nortz is interviewing actually, Kerry Sheehan. She is from the Chartered Institute of Public Relations and she is very focused at the moment on AI and public relations. So it should be a good one. Are you looking forward to this, Nortz? She's all over it like a rash, isn't she? She, On the AI scene. She is on the AI scene. What do you know about the AI scene? No, not very much. You know plenty (laughs) about the AI scene. You're all over the AI scene. You've got like a transport ticket that takes you from one side to the other. Yeah, maybe. Well, that's where we met her, wasn't it? We did. We met. We met her at I'll be back actually, didn't we? We did. We did, and we've met her a few times, and it's been fun so far. So I'm really looking forward to the interview. I will say one thing about it. Okay. Uh, She's actually in Madrid. Is she? Yeah. Oh, very glamorous. I'll more of this off mic later. Excellent. So, uh, should we crack on? Why not? Let's go. Hello, Kerry and How are you today? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, thank you. How's um, everyone at Tiny Giant Towers? Tiny Giant Towers. Uh, Tiny Giant Towers is looking magnificent in the glinting sunshine today. Glinting exactly. sunshine of Bristol. Of course, you're in uh, you're in Madrid, aren't you? Um, I am in Madrid. Um, yeah, ever the globe trotter. Not not so much of a globe trotter. Doing some work, but um, my son's been lucky enough to do some training with Real Madrid, so we've just had to kind of up sticks and, and go with it. But um, as always, always got time for, for you guys. So oh. here we go. Well, it's very, very kind. Now, um, the, I, as, as ever, our, uh, our fragrant listeners would love to know a little bit about our guests before we get into our conversation. So perhaps um, it would seem apposite, Kerry, if you could just uh, tell us who you are, what you do, and maybe where you come from, so to speak, in terms of career and passions. Sure. Um, so my name's Kerry. Uh, Kerry Sheehan, better known as at PR Keza on Twitter. For those of you that um, I may follow, you may follow me or we may have interacted over the years but um, haven't actually met in real life, so to say. I'm a chartered um, public relations practitioner with the Chartered Institute of Public Relations. I'm a nominated member on the council of the Chartered Institute of Public Relations, which means, you know, I get a step, get a say in industry that's given to guidance and guiding all the PRs, the communicators, or, you know, the marketing communicators, as we say, because the lines between all the disciplines have always been blurred, um, but they're blurring like no tomorrow out there. I'm also vice chair of the Artificial Intelligence in Public Relations Global Panel, which is something I'm quite proud of. um, And it's given me kind of huge insight into the whole wonderful world of, you know, data, artificial intelligence and machine learning. Um, basically what we're doing with that piece of work, um, which I can expand on shortly, is really trying to get um, PRs across the world um, to upskill into data, AI and machine mm. learning. Um, because if we don't know this stuff, how can we best advise and how can we um, place, promote um, all things AI, whether it's products, services, new tools. So we just need to know all of this stuff. So that's where I'm coming from. So uh, I suppose our world collided, our two worlds collided about 12 months ago or so, didn't they? Um, right. And when we first, when we first met, uh, I was um, suitably 
intrigued by the fact <clears throat> there was somebody here who came from a PR background. I mean, we were relatively uh, new in terms of trying to do something commercial with machine learning, AI and all that sort of thing, technology as part of our offer. And I was quite intrigued and excited that it was someone like you who seemed to be from the PR world, who seemed to be equally as passionate, passionate about it. Um, I mean, obviously, people are using kind of machine learning in marketing and advertising for kind of PR stunts. But I, your, your vision about it is a much broader, much broader idea, isn't it? What, what, what was it about, you know, machine learning, data tech, that kind of got you first into it? So the whole um, PR communications, marketing communications industry, you know, whether you work in marketing, advertising, your PR or comms, because there is a lot of infighting between us as to, as to, as to who does, does what across the disciplines. Um, traditionally, it's never been good at adopting any tech innovation. You know, we often talk a good game, but actually within our roles, um, you know, particularly looking at what, what we, we do on a day-to-day -day basis, we've never been good at uptake. Um, and obviously with other, you know, particularly the charter professions out there, accountancy, um, law, tax, um, all of those kind of professions, they are upskilling their staff like no tomorrow because they realise that the talent isn't out there readily available. Um, and we got to a point where we just decided, well, you know, sort of PR communications, never been good at adopting tech innovation. This time we have to adopt tech innovation at scale. If you look at the amount of tool vendors out there sort of peddling more, more or less automation products, some little AI, a lot relatively no AI, but a lot of AI bull, as we like to say out there. If we're the ones that has to have to go into the boardroom to advise the, you know, these chief execs, these executive people, the the money men and women, so to say, on deploying new AI products, services, whether they're, you know, big banking giants deciding on mortgages or banking products, or whether it's internal processes at an organization to help everybody work smarter, faster, whether it's kind of, you know, mapping out who you're going to be speaking to, whether it's deploying you know, some some chatbots as they get better and better as we go along, you know, we, we are the right-hand people of, of these people. And if we mm. don't know the ins and outs of how these work, one, how can we advise if it's the right thing to do? Two, obviously, how can we start to work with a lot of the AI tech and MI industries um, and get those in front of these people um, and obviously promote and place the, some of the phenomenal things that they're working on out there um, for the public good. Um, again, if we just don't know the ins and outs of everything. So I guess that's where my passion has come from. Um, because again, you can't just talk a good game on this stuff. No. The, data, the data issue is an absolutely um, a hotbed for us. You know, you've only got to sort of have a Google for whatever the news is of the day. Nine times out of 10, there's a top 10 story on some, some data issue, some data ethics issue. And actually, I don't think as PRs, marketeers, communications professionals, we're in our own swim lanes anymore. We're not just the message carriers to build profiles and profits. That's great. That will continue. Um, but as I said, we're not in our own swim lanes anymore. And what that means is obviously as business diversifies and gets, you know, sort of better and more streamlined out there, we need to be the ones that are helping organisations come up with solutions to the problems. So we need that commercial business acumen. And I firmly believe that if a chief executive is to come in to an organisation or a startup or um, client side now, 
his or her mandate has to be innovation. It can no longer be just transformation. We've had the whole transformation mm. topic, discussion, agenda for years, you know, stop, start, go around in circles. I very much believe it has to be innovation. And how do you innovate? Well, it's quite obvious, you know, to me and a lot of PRs now, you start to automate and then you look to see what you can run AI through or, you know, what 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 you can bring in. And that's just the way you've only got to look out there. All the big corporations are going that way. The smaller companies are going that way. You know, you've only got to look at the amount of startups that are coming through that are accessing millions or if not billions of money in, you know, sort of seed round funding, et cetera. Mm-hmm. There's some really fantastic things going on, um, but they can only get so far. And then that's where we need to step in um, and really toe the line with some good ethical communications and, and PR. So that's where we're coming coming at it from. So we just need to know the ins and outs of it. And being sort of creative people, traditionally wordsmiths, um, that, that's another conversation potentially automate using NLP for automated content, which makes a lot of us go <gasps> sort of breathe in and will we have jobs going forwards? Um, we just need to know this stuff inside or out because how how can you best, you know, promote, protect reputations, build profiles, build profits if we don't know how all these things work. It's no longer good enough to say, oh, that's a tech team's responsibility or that's a data mm. person's responsibility. Um, you know, God forbid, you know, somewhere I was working, deployed a chatbot and started spurting, you know, racist stuff, as we've seen um, over at Facebook in the past couple of days, a chatbot went wrong and started um, spurting out, make America great again, etc. And all jokes aside, if that happened very quickly, I'd be asked, you know, who, who deployed this? You know, what algorithms we use? Where did yeah. the data come from? And if I can't confidently say in a few seconds, then, you know, you're completely done for. Your reputation could be sort of you know, as Warren Buffett says, smashed in seconds. So it's kind of twofold for us. How do we work smarter, faster in our own roles? So we do adopt tech innovation at scale, and that is by using some of the better AI tools out out there, but also the bigger picture thing. How do we best advise organisations, clients, startups to place and promote what they are working on for the public good? There's a huge responsibility on our shoulders, I feel now, because public understanding is quite low. You only have to look at the discourse on that. You know, the robots are coming. The robots are coming. The amount of pictures that we see going out with, you know, whether it's tweet or, you know, social communications, you know, with the old robo hands coming over typewriters or, you know, robots running around factories, which is just, you know, doing sort of no, no real good for the public understanding. So if... PR communications as a whole, just looking at the whole sector, and they, they reckon there's about 70,000 of us working in the UK um, in these industries. If in the main, our understanding is quite low, the public's understanding is lower, how on earth are we going to make sure that the public do adopt AI to realise its true ethical benefits if we don't know what we're talking about, to engage with them, to communicate with them? So to bring that full circle, that's what the AI and PR panel work is about. Right. To try and get everybody off on the right foot. Because it is it is such a quite a tricky topic. And as you've seen, there were just headlines every day screaming out all the wrong things that we don't want out there. Um, and that all comes back to good PR, good communications, you know, really robust engagement. 
And that starts with the whole PR industry really upskilling to understand this stuff. So when you started out on, on this kind of journey, when you took an interest in it and you wanted to get involved in it, was this a case of like you found, was it easy to find willing cohorts, so to speak, or did you have to sort of barge in through a door and smash your hand onto a desktop and say, this must change? What was, what was the sort of reception to this kind of thinking like? Um, I think a few eyebrows were raised at the start, um, potentially from our own industry. Like I yeah. said, we've been always on the creative side, um, but now we are getting into more and more into that data and maths world. I mean, it's no secret. I was never never that good at, at maths at school. You know, I managed to scrape through on the old maths, but it wasn't my favourite subject. Well, you know, now you have to have that under your belt. So it's hard on that side of things um, and to, to start to upskill myself. And it is a long journey. I don't think it'll be a journey that will stop now. It's just a sign of the times, the way the world's gone and going out there. Um, I was very lucky to get a place on Dame Wendy Hall's um, Southampton Institute um, course. Um, that was recently, wasn't it? That was just um, recently. Yeah. Because um, I thought, again, you know, if I'm going to talk a good game, I need some real robust <laughs> knowledge and understanding to, to to back it up. Yeah. Um, and I think I was the first PR in Britain to go through that course. Um, and it obviously has won worldwide critical acclaim with Dame Wendy being part of the government's Fourth Industrial um, Revolution strategy, being on the all-parliamentary group discussing, you know, the government's, the UK's approach to AI, as well as obviously globetrotting around the world to give lots of talks on, on the web, AI and data, yeah. etc. But for me, I think the course is looking at the fundamentals of data, AI and machine learning for business from a point of view that if you were advising um, as I've just said previously, businesses, organisations, clients, one-man bands, startups, there's some amazing stuff being done in bedrooms and cupboards and office space out there. Um, if I was to be asked to advise on placing, promoting it and actually um, AI rollout and adoption, um, particularly across a multi-site organisation, then I would know the questions to ask or what we would need to have in place or what we would need to buy in weighing up the risks all of those issues etc and for me you know somebody that's written executive business reports quite often week, week in week out you know the pros the cons the risks of doing it the risks of not doing it the reputation risks etc it was a real eye-opener um you know the first few weeks not too bad but when it got to actually you know producing an ai heat map and actually writing you know an, an executive business paper for yeah. AI rollout in a real organization it does get quite tough when you have to drill down into what kinds of data you have, what kinds of algorithms are you going to use, you know, what are the ethical dilemmas each side. So it does stretch you, but it's something that I really do recommend um, because, again, you can't just talk a good game now. I think we're in quite turbulent times with the whole ethics debate, the bias debate, and, you know, reputations will be on the line with this kind of stuff at some point, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure it won't be long before we see a major sort of PR crisis situation that's linked back to data, um, AI, potentially machine learning, um, et cetera. So, again, that's kind of upskilled me and it's something I'm looking to continue. Um, on the other side, I found, um, you know, lots of people, you know, like Tiny Giant and, and, and co, some of, you know, the AI startups out there that are getting bigger and now are part of... Um, big innovation accelerators and they're coming up with some phenomenal stuff pushing the boundaries they've been absolutely really receptive 
you know, to people like myself, just asking to have a chat for half an hour. What, mm. what do you do? Tell me about it. Or can I come and see you for half an hour and just talk to me about, you know, the tech that you use, the issues that you use. Why are you doing what you're doing? What's your end goal? And it's a win-win, really, because you guys can get so far. And then, you know, quite often you do need some PR marketing support, you know, to, again, place, promote, build profiles, profits, purpose, because purpose is a, an incredibly incredibly important one out there now. Um, so basically, we all kind of need each other to that extent. So I think it's, it's, it's a massive win-win. And I found everybody to only be receptive. So I would strongly recommend for any sort of PRs, comms people, marketers listening, pick up the phone, whether it's to some heavy hitters, I don't know, Microsoft, PwC, any of those that are, you know, really IBM pushing AI out there, they'll be receptive. But also go to the smaller startup companies because that's where you are going to get a lot of creativity as well. And it just helps you with your knowledge. Um that sometimes what you're being peddled by AI vendors is AI ball as well. So again, you increase that knowledge as well as finding out some quite funky and weird and wonderful things that are being worked on out there. I think that's um, outstanding. I, I mean, I think the same applies in terms of advice in, into the kind of startup world. It's, it's, if, you know, if you don't ask someone, you're never going to know, do you? And it's easy to kind of put your own barrier up and say, oh, I better not speak to them because mm. they're too important to speak to me, et cetera. But actually, you, I think you find, you know, nine times out of 10, maybe 99 times out of 100, that people, if you show willingness and keenness and, and a desire to want to know something, that people will share, won't they? And they will Absolutely. help you. They will help you and guide you. I mean, we've, we've found that lots of times in lots of ways. And there's obviously quite a lot of um, sort of AI creative different groups now to to request to belong to um, and even if it's not the areas that you're working in you're always going to pick up something from it um, or you might not realize that you need it at the time but going forward somebody might ask you something and you might think oh yeah oh I know somebody that could potentially do that for us or could look into it you know for sign so so it's just about you know they say your network is your net worth don't they quite often and I think they? well I'm having that one Kerry I've never heard that before Kerry, but I'm <laughs> having it now just you can sort of getting into the you know the AI data MI world which is still traditionally quite male heavy although there are some you know really good uh women in the in the in the in the areas um I can only say everyone's been really receptive and quite and quite fun and um too well I if I think back the origins of Tiny Giant are born out of seeing something uh, uh, South by Southwest two or four years ago, searching to find like-minded people couldn't, and then actually ended up going to the, um, I'll be back in London, having gone to a couple of other things, and it, and it kind of resonated, and it wasn't quite what we were expecting to do, but it put you into that network of people, and then it kind of just grew from, grew from there, really. So it was all quite, you know, magical and interesting. Without that network, it wouldn't have happened in the first place. And just to add, I've been to... Um, only a couple of I'll be back events now, um, just sometimes because you know the workload and everything else you have to do. Um, but really do recommend them. Well, um, I'm going to plug you, Kerry. I'm going to plug you, Kerry, because <laughs> you're coming <laughs> down. You're coming <laughs> down to the uh, Southwest in October to talk at I'll be back Southwest on October right. the fifteenth, aren't you? That's right. In my diary over at Bradford. 
Apparently, I'm sleeping in a barn, but uh, <laughs> Bristol, so you can go to Bradford, Bristol, surely. Bristol, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, so that, that should be like really good fun, and again, that just shows the intersection, you know, PR comms, marketing, advertising, again, with, with, with the AI data, MI world, and also just some of the you know, really creative, funky things that have been going on that we've seen of late, whether it's <laughs> AI music, AI portraits, all, all, all kinds of things, which you might not actually need to use in our roles, but actually it just shows you what is possible or what could be used creative-wise creative as well. So out of, out of interest, in, in, with all your kind of uh, your journey and your learning and doing courses, etc., and obviously you, you, you're now taking this around the country and sort of almost being an evangelist, as it were, for the <laughs> PR industry, what are the, what are the sort of um elements of we call it ai in its broadest sense what are the what sorts of tech or what sorts of projects or even what sorts of companies what have, what have been things that have excited you that you thought well i didn't know you could do that but now you can what's made your uh, eyes wide so casting the net so if start with sort of in our own roles um yeah. obviously as i spoke just a few moments about the whole issue of automated content which kind of does make many marketeers many PRs gasp and think well you know oh we're not there yet we won't be there for a long long time Um, but I think as the weeks and the months go by we are starting to see better and better automated content Um, so that's really really interesting it's still very factual at the moment a lot of the finance world are using it for their reports etc um, but there are some good things coming out of the States where they're using it, particularly for sports reporting. Some of the uh, big brands out there are also using it. Um, and it's starting very slowly to get what we call the human element in, the colouring, yeah. human interest angle. So I don't think it will be a long, long time before we're there. So that's really interesting. Um, but on the creative side, um, as well as obviously some of the funky pictures that mm. go around, the AIPortrait.com whole thing that went around a few weeks ago and it um, kind of mirrors what you potentially look like to um, some kind of algorithm, which is quite funky. recommend um, you have a look because um, it might raise eyebrows or you might think, oh, my gosh, that's a bit spookily looking like me, as I did. Um, the other big thing that really excites me is kind of some of the big PR ad agencies out there are actually um, using AI to completely script real-time adverts now that we see on the, on the TV and in the cinema. We only have to look at, um, you know, some of the massive car giants, you know, Lexus being one of them. Yeah. scripted the first ad entirely by AI um, not so long ago. Um, instead of going to, you know, a big bang ad agency and just saying, come up with some creative ideas, They've obviously sourced some AI specialists um, linking back to the creatives. Um, and that advert actually um, was billed as an emotional ad because it had the emotional elements in it to obviously, you know, the old brand trick, make, make them love you and they'll come and come and buy and be your ambassadors, etc. Yeah. So, again, I think going forward, things like that are only going to get better and better. Um, and I believe in some of the testing of the ad out there, when they did a couple of groups, some were told that it was AI scripted, some weren't, and it was quite difficult for the for the group who weren't told it was AI scripted to actually say that it was AI scripted. They wouldn't have known unless they were told in the majority. 
So I think that's really interesting where we're going with that whole field. It's getting better and better day by day. Obviously, that brings with it some risks, ethical concerns about being open and transparent. Um, but that's kind of what really excites me. And obviously, where do we all go now once these products and tools and you know algorithms are more or less off the shelf? Because obviously, as more and more um, these kind of things and commercial outfits come into the to, to the arena, and that's when we start to see some off the shelf products. I'm sure being sold. The more that are sold, the cheaper they become, etc. Mm-hmm. As it becomes more mainstream. So the other exciting part for me is obviously again that whole upskilling um, and obviously moving mm-hmm. um, the PR industry more into different arenas, which will be leadership, ethics, strategy, potentially creativity. But again, there's a question mark over creativity now because we're seeing, again, it's just improving all the time. Well, I think there's always a great debate, isn't there, where, I mean, you know, it's, it, it's central to, to what we do at Tiny Giant in a funny sort of way. There, there, is, a, there is almost a knee-jerk fear or, or a knee-jerk reaction that machines can't be creative. But I think it's like you were saying earlier about swimming lanes. Well, Maybe machines can do things that can help humans be more creative, but they haven't considered that the machine allows them to think in a way that they haven't thought before. And I, you know, I don't personally find that a, a, a particularly troubling thing. Anything that helps you get to a better output or a better creative end result to me has got to help the kind of task in hand, hasn't it? Rather than just striving. And if, if, if the combination of minds and machines together does that, Amen, say I. Amen. Absolutely. And obviously, I think with that, you've got to remember that this whole thing about AI is, is not new. It's been around for many, 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 many years. It's obviously mm. just been really ramped up of late um, and obviously being used in better ways than, than ever before. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. And one of our mantras under the sort of artificial intelligence and PR banner is you've always got to remember, you know, you put rubbish in, you get rubbish out. So, obviously, Going back to that whole whole data thing, the reason it's so important that we need to know about it, again, you put the wrong stuff in, you're going to get the wrong stuff out or you're on a road, a very, very dodgy road. So absolutely, I think, you know, humans very much still needed. Um, obviously, they will be at the front end. They, they can still be at the, the, the final end, the interpretation end, because yeah. see what ultimately you do with it. You know, whether it's a, a, a painting, a drawing, music or some deep insight that's up to the humans to translate well for now anyway <laughs> so i suppose I'm, I'm i'm thinking it's nearly half time at the football and i'll tell you what if they bring out you know oranges at half time for the footballers like for your son doing his doing his stuff at real madrid it must be good in spain because it must be really good oranges mustn't they at half time i'd imagine <laughs> a better class now well, i will have one, one question one final question for you okay. mm. Kerry, um, hearing what you said, it's been brilliant to hear your, your thoughts today. But um, if if I were, I'm going to role play now. I work in PR, say, um, and I had the time and opportunity to do one thing right now that could help me. I've heard what you said. I'm excited, a little bit scared, maybe a little bit intrigued, a little bit fascinated. But if there was one course of action I should do to get me kickstarted on this or to help me get to grips with this what would it be mm-hmm. someone with your kind of knowledge in your world um so follow the hashtag ai NPR conversation because that's where a lot of the latest um is shared out there um 
we're all, we've got um, a really good um, professional AI network going across the globe now. The likes of Microsoft have endorsed our work in the States, PwC here in the UK, IBM, the Office for AI, etc. All on our side um, because they need us as much as we need them at the end of the day. But for our PRs, marketeers, whether you work advertising agency side, Marcoms, um, get yourself on a, on a data and an AI course. It can sound a bit like, oh my gosh, this is going to do my head in. Um, you're not alone. And there was many times when I felt like throwing the laptop out the window, so to say, doing the Southampton Data Institute course. Um, but the knowledge that you gain is invaluable. Um, and it just boosts your confidence because you're in a position now where you can really start to have a credible voice in the sector. So again, it's forget the talking shop. It's like when you go to events, sometimes you get talked and talked to death, but unless you actually come come out of it with something tangible that you can work on going forward or look into, it's just, it's not good enough from, from my point of view. So I would strongly suggest um, if you can't afford a data course, go and spend Go and ask to spend a day with a with a, with a top data scientists. Um, just start expanding your knowledge because if if it's not happening where you're working now or where you're advising now, whether you work for yourself or you work in house or an agency, you can bet your bottom dollar you're going to go somewhere else or you're going to pitch for business or you're going to start working with a startup. They will be talking the language that you need to know about. They'll be talking about things that you've never heard of before. So how could you be credible going into those um, arenas, those areas, if you don't have a strong enough knowledge yourself? So, again, it's about tapping into people. There you go. Fine words there, Kerry. I thought it was quite nice what you were saying earlier. It's funny that people are still talking about digital transformation. I always think if, if people haven't done digital transformation by now, Shouldn't it have had about 20 odd years? To well, it's, it's, I mean, you could make the case that there isn't really digital anymore, is there? Because it just is what it is. So, how, how do you have, Yeah, you still you said, see in some places, you know, they're advertising for digital PR person, digital comms person. That That's great. Um, there was a bit of a PR blow up week before last I think it was where one agency out there was saying you know we don't do digital we're going back to a traditional but actually we do advise people about <laughs> about social media and about targeting and things like this I think it's just it's just PR it's just another channel and for us in our roles um AI and um ML they're they're not they're just new channels it's nothing to be feared of, nothing to be scared of. They just they are just new channels open to us. So why wouldn't we use them? Why wouldn't we? So can I just have that for the for the sake of reinforcement? See that? Made a very small machine learning uh, quip there. What what's that hashtag again for the listener? So hashtag AI in PR. AI. You can also you can also go to the CIPR.co.uk website and there's some primers that we've put out to industry. Brilliant. Well, I'll put I'll put some I'll put some links some of the links from uh, our conversation today into the show notes anyway, so people can find anything that they're interested in. So, um, Kerry, I'd like to say a massive thank you for coming on to Tiny Giant Jams today. It's been all right, hasn't it? Eh? Yeah, very welcome. It's fun, enjoyable. Bristol to Madrid worked yeah. again. So, um, yeah, thanks so much for today. If anyone's got any questions to Kerry, get in touch with us, and we'll point them in your direction or interest yeah. in finding well, out. Or just come straight. You can always DM me. Oh, you're easy office. to find, aren't you? Easy to find. Always happy, yeah. Always happy to uh, have a chat. Right. Well, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, no doubt 
we're going to find you suitable accommodation when you come to Bristol in October. Oh, I've heard it was a barn. <laughs> well, you just never know. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. Bye.